Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, this is Tristan Nunez, driver of the 7-0 Skyactive Mazda prototype, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the September 14th edition of Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 120 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Mullally and myself will be talking a bit about the incredibly silly season in IndyCar and NASCAR, discuss the impact of Hurricane Irma here in South Florida and beyond, and chat about whatever other exciting news of the world of modern motorsports pops into the conversation. First off, we'd like to apologize in advance for any technical issues. There are still numerous phone lines down in the area as well as a relatively unstable power grid, which is being worked on as we speak. Supposedly, all power in Palm Beach County and most of the East Coast will be restored by Sunday. For those of you who are unaware, and I'm pretty sure most of you are aware, if you're a regular listener anyway, this show is broadcast from its studio here in West Palm Beach, Florida. Most of the time, this is a very beautiful area of town, uh, of the country, in fact. But this past weekend, it wasn't. It was windy. Very windy. Lots of rain, and uh, generally just a rather unpleasant time here in the Palm Beaches. The uh, We never lost power here at, uh, at Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder headquarters. However, most of the county did. There's 80% of the county that was out of power at one point. is now down to less than 25%, and it's being restored as we speak, and is, as I stated a second ago, supposed to be restored by the weekend. It wasn't a very pleasant time to be down here. The... Uh, we had to shut her up starting on Thursday, one week ago today, which is why we didn't have the program last week. We were kind of thinking about having the program last week. We actually had a, uh, a guest lined up, Tyler Dipple. Unfortunately, the, uh, the storm was very, very big last week. It looked like it was going to center punch the state, which wouldn't have been very good for us here. And, uh, and we were just a little, a little concerned. So we, uh, we decided to postpone the program until this week, and we hope you understand. This week, we do have a great guest to share with you, who's uh, somebody who posted a bunch of, story, a bunch of pictures from his, his home area there in the Tampa area. So we'll be talking to him shortly. Also, our co-host, Bunker Malali, may not be joining us this evening. If she does, it won't be until a little bit later in the program, because she has some issues to take care of out there in Washington State. Um, it is a, a rather complicated web of issues involving her parents and some illegalities that took place against them a few weeks ago, and also she's moving into a new place, and we wish her all the luck there. So hopefully that's okay. Everything worked out. Again, it was rather unpleasant here due to Hurricane Irma, but we're not going to dwell on that too much until later in the program. First off, let's talk a little bit of NASCAR. As everyone here knows, we've been talking about it for months, in fact, that this, is, this was the last year of Danica Patrick at Stuart Haas Racing, unless she was able to win a race. As uh, everyone knows who's been listening to this program and pretty much everybody who's been paying attention to the sport of NASCAR for the past year or so, at least, uh, Gene Haas talked about the fact that he had great equipment, he had great drivers, and he expected all of them to be in victory lane by the end of the year. Anyone who was not was not going to be on his team next year. It is now nearing the playoffs for, uh, for NASCAR. They've got like two months left of the season. And as everyone in the world knows, 
Danica Patrick has only won one professional race while she's raced here in the United States, and that one race was in Japan <laughs> at the Twin Ring Motegi while she was competing in IndyCar. There have been rumors, of course, that Danica Patrick will return to IndyCar. Personally, I don't believe any of those rumors. She is not a, as she once was. Uh, she is a few years younger than me. That's, uh, that's not saying a whole lot. I know she's in her, in her, late, her mid to late 30s. So she, uh, she's not a spring chicken, as she was when she first entered the sport. Uh, she's able to handle the cars rather well, but she's never really had full success. She has been a pole sitter on at least one occasion, and, uh, and she is a, a relatively nice person. Uh, she, uh, she has some issues with fans at times, but so do people like Kyle Busch and all that. And you can't, you can't really fault them uh, because they are they're definitely passionate about their work. So... Time will tell what Danica Patrick ends up doing. She might end up just being the uh, the the wife of of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That's always possible as well. That could be her her future is the woman who just sort of hangs out in the background, just like the uh, the woman who is the wife of uh, of Ray Evernham, who used to be Aaron Crocker, who used to be the professional race car driver who was on the fast track to everything, and then they got married and she sort of fell away from the spotlight. She is now doing a little bit more. You can see her on. Uh, on shows on Mab TV and that sort of thing every so often. So we'd like to, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Danica Patrick. Right now there are, there are a lot of rumors. None of them are really true. So we'll see. The second point of contention this week for the silly season in NASCAR is Eric Almirola, who's leaving Richard Bay Motorsports. Um, that is a, a, a huge bit of news there, especially considering he seemed, he seemed rather happy at the, uh, at the Richard Pay Motorsports stable. Um, with his little mustache that he had, what, last week? Maybe two weeks ago now. So that was kind of interesting to see that bit of news. There are rumors now that he'll be going to Stuart Haas Racing, which is kind of why I put it in this order. Um, we're thinking the uh, the whole Speedway Digest crew, as well as pretty much every other motorsports aficionado, if you will, that he'll be going to, to uh, Stuart Haas, bringing his sponsor, Smithfield Racing, with him, Smithfield Ham, the Smithfield Foods, they're going to be going with him to Stuart Haas, uh, which brings us to our next thing, which is Smithfield is out as a sponsor at Richard Perry Motorsports. That's a huge deal. I mean, that's, uh, that's amazing, intense, and everything else. If you've been to a race in the past five years, you'll know that Smithfield always puts on a great, a great show for the fans. They do food contests. They do, they do bacon offs and those sort of things. They have... They have free samples. They bring in the best chefs in the world to cook for uh, for Richard Payne Motorsports. I was lucky enough a couple of years ago to actually eat at one of the one of the events there. They brought in a bunch of barbecue. They had the chef from uh, from B Resort, which is the big resort there in the in the, the Springs area. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and they bring out different chefs for every race that they go to on the on the schedule uh, it's kind of an odd deal there with smithfield though because smithfield is is bickering that uh, richard petty is lying about them basically lying about the fact that they had an extension a, a handshake deal if you will and as we all know handshake deals in the in modern times are pretty much not deals of any kind anyway and that's uh, that's just not a good thing uh I wasn't there when Richard Petty supposedly shook hands with the, the American head of Smithfield. Um, 
Smithfield being a Chinese-owned company. But they, uh, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I just know it doesn't sound good for the, for the sport. It's not good for, uh, for the king, as you will, bickering with one of the biggest sponsors in the series. Uh, it doesn't make either of them look good. And it generally just doesn't make NASCAR look good. One other bit of news from the Richard Petty Motorsports stable. Everybody knows that Bubba Wallace went to work for Richard Petty a little while ago. And he's, uh, his team there in, at Roush Yates Racing uh, disappeared. His uh, Xfinity team. That left Bubba Wallace with a few bad issues, uh, one of which, the main which being to Richard Petty was only a temporary deal, a fill-in deal for Eric Almirola as he was recovering. Uh, Eric Almirola came back to, to racing there at Richard Petty Motorsports, and Bubba Wallace was left without a ride, although he still had the full support of Richard Petty and Gail Inman and pretty much everybody else in the Richard Petty Motorsports organization. Now, that's an awesome thing for, for Bubba Wallace. He's a great driver. He's actually a pretty nice guy. I've dealt with him a couple times and never really been able to get him on this program, which is unfortunate, but perhaps in the future, you never know. We have had one one big name uh, spring up guy on the show this season. So we're hoping for others in the future. That's always possible. Um, but Bubba Wallace will be driving next year, supposedly, and pretty much it will be confirmed very shortly. Um, he'll be driving number 43 next year with the STP sponsorship. There will also be other sponsors, of course, on the car. Um, Bob Wallace is also racing this weekend. He'll be racing for the uh, Richard Perry Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. It'll be his first race back in the Xfinity Series since his, excuse me, since his, his deal with the uh, Roush Gates ended. So it should be interesting to see how he does there. He's got Nickelodeon sponsorships, so he's uh, dealing with slime and all that sort of fun stuff. Hopefully he does really well. Um, I'm rooting for him. I was not able to watch any of last weekend's racing. So uh, it was all all Irma all the time here in, in the Palm Beaches. But should be pretty good for Bubba Wallace this weekend. Hopefully he does well. And we wish him all the luck next season. There's also several other drivers who, are, who have been moving around in NASCAR. One of the big ones, of course, is Casey Kane, who's uh, no longer going to be with with uh, Hendrick Motorsports next season. Um, they're going to totally redo Hendrick Motorsports to change around the numbers. Um, so that'll be something different. Uh, Casey Kane's rumored to be going to IndyCar. Now, unlike Danica Patrick, who, uh, who I don't believe there's much of a chance for returning to IndyCar anytime soon, Casey Kane started out in open-wheel cars. He races sprints and midgets in his spare time, which isn't very often now, but uh, you never know. And he is rumored to be going to IndyCar at least for a few races next season. Now, I don't know if that's going to be his full-time ride or if he's going to try and get a few rides in, in NASCAR as well. But personally, I think that he'd be good in IndyCar. I think he's, a, he's got the right body shape, of course. He's a rather thin man, uh, thin, short. Um, but he needs to work on his hydration a lot more, uh, you know, after he won this race that gets him into the chase this year. He looked bad. He looked really bad when he got out of the car. Bubba Wallace has the same sort of issue, of course. Bubba Wallace is a little bit larger man, but still, he looks. Uh, Casey Kane looked really bad when he got out of the car. He pretty much almost fainted next to the car. That's not a good thing. So there are uh, there are things where they've got the the Gatorade infusions in the doors and that sort of thing. Maybe you should look into something like that. Uh, not that uh, this program is at all sponsored by Gatorade, but if they want to want to. Uh, Give it a chance. You can find my information on speedwaydigest.com in the racing news section most of the time. 
So I'd love to have a sponsor. Anyway, we already touched a teeny bit on IndyCar with our, our last announcement there about uh, the chance of Casey Kane joining the IndyCar. But we know now that Tony Kanaan will be going to AOJ Fort Racing from Ganesi Racing. Now that's that we uh, we touched on briefly a couple of weeks ago when we had the all the all the connection issues here. Uh, apparently, it was a little choppy. I apologize for that. Hopefully, it's better tonight. But when AJ Foyt, when uh, Tony Kanaan going to AJ Foyt, that's not really a surprise. Tony Kanaan is a he actually drives with a similar style to AJ Foyt, although he has had some issues in, in recent races. He had that uh, the last race, which was an awesome race um, from Iowa. There, it was great. It was fabulous. Um, you should have watched it if you did not. There were a lot of people there. So it's kind of cool. Um, Tony Kanaan is a uh, is one of the veterans now of the series. So it'll be interesting to see him racing for the ultimate veteran there in IndyCar with A.J. Foyt. In other IndyCar news, Spencer Piggott, who's a past guest on the program, is a really nice guy. It was fun to talk to, fun to talk to meet in person there at, uh, at St. Pete a couple of years ago. We'll be racing for Ed Carpenter Racing full-time in 2018. Uh, it means that Ed Carpenter is actually removing himself from the car entirely, which is a big, interesting thing happening in the sport there. Ed Carpenter, as we, uh, as you know, is the stepson of Tony George. So that's a, uh, a big deal for Ed Carpenter to actually hang up his driving suit and go full-time into the management section of Ed Carpenter Racing. Now, Ed Carpenter also had the, uh, he had the deal in the past with uh, Sarah Fisher, um, there hasn't been any news about Sarah Fisher in, in this uh, that I've seen anyway, but uh, but she was also a, a rather interesting person. We talked to her a little bit before we actually had this program. We had a uh, able to talk to her through instant messaging about three years ago now, so that was kind of cool. Hopefully she does. Uh, she's doing something with the sport. I don't know if she's uh, what her position is with IndyCar at this time. Also. Zach Beach, who's a uh, a guy who's come up all the way through the uh, the Mazda Road Indy, will be racing next year for Andretti Racing. Zach Beach, I did a profile of him on uh, called uh, a series called Meet the Contenders, which you can find in the Racing News section of SpeedwayDigest.com. Look up Zach Beach, or just look up Zach, I suppose, in the search area up at the top, and that'll lead you to him. Um, that's kind of interesting that the Mazda Road Indy works really well for him. We talked to other drivers in the past from the Mazda Road Indy program. Not all of them have done quite as well as uh, as Zach has. So we're hoping that he will. But we haven't found that that is necessarily the case yet. So it would be pretty good to see him in the sport. Uh Unfortunately, we haven't followed IndyCar quite as much as we, we probably should have on this program this year. Uh, we are going to go to, uh, planning to go to St. Petersburg next year to see the event. That'll be in early March there in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. And if you haven't gone, I definitely recommend it. It's a pretty awesome thing to go see. Um, there are also quite a few other things happening in the IndyCar series, so you might want to check that out. Um, there's news happening every day, both in IndyCar and in NASCAR, as far as their silly seasons are concerned. Well, we have a couple of minutes, and while Michael has not joined us just quite yet on the program, we're going to go ahead and listen to one of the selections from Ron Pastana and the pit crew. Let's 
see which one happens to pop up tonight. I'm looking for it. I saw it a second ago. There it is. And this is when you crash. Once again, that was last when you crash from Ron Pastana and the, pit, and the pit crew. That's a good thing to remember when you're down here in South Florida, as well as throughout the entire state where the uh, some of the traffic signals are out. So be sure to treat all those traffic signals as a four-way stop, or you'll definitely be last when you crash. Our guest this evening is Glenn McGee, the iRacing Virtual to Reality Driver, the world's first programmer touring the pro racing driver, and winner of the Mazda Road to 24 Shootout $100,000 scholarship. Glenn rode out Hurricane Irma in the Tampa area, posting a few amazing pictures to his Facebook page, and we're talking a bit about the storm, as well as how the storm impacted six sideways racing. We are pleased to welcome Glenn back to the program. How are you doing this evening? Adam, how's it going, guys? Not too bad. How are you? Good. How did how did you guys fare in that storm? I know you guys are in uh, Palm Beach, right? So. Yep. 
weather it was okay the uh it was windy it was really loud um a little scary <laughs> at times but our our power stayed on the whole time and all we had was a a couple of big branches come down in the yard so other than that can't complain oh, that's too good. much yeah yeah about a couple of days before i was uh i was really worried for you guys and then i got really worried for myself as the storm started changing so uh but i think i think we turned out pretty good from all that it seems like it uh hit the Virgin Islands really hard, came through and hit the Keys pretty hard, and that just sort of slowly started dying off a little bit as it went further up the state. So we were pretty lucky for this one. Yeah. I, you know, unfortunately in the Virgin Islands and Tillys and all that, it's, you know, was super, was a super storm, just a terrible impact for them. And, you know, I've been through a lot of storms here, but, uh, you know, so <laughs> I guess most Floridians probably gawk at you know they don't think much of a category two a one two or even a three but you know once it starts getting into four or five it's it gets pretty scary and at 185 miles an hour that's that's you know that's a super storm for sure yeah that wasn't very probably wasn't very much fun it wasn't wasn't fun here i'm sure it was it was really really bad for the people there closer to to where the uh, insane wind was blowing yeah, it made landfall. You know, we have a couple of of driver friends down in Marco Island and around there. But, you know, for Florida, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously the Keys got hit extremely hard, but I, I think most most people that were smart enough to evacuate out of there. But, you know, beyond that, you know, I felt really, uh, I felt really blessed about the whole thing. Just, uh, you know, I, just it going through the Everglades more or less and not strengthening anymore and possibly going mm-hmm. out the Gulf and hitting – Tallahassee or, you know, New Orleans or something like that would have been, you know, far worse. So I think, I think all in all, it was, uh, it was basically an ideal path, but it, it worked out great for me. You know, I was in Tampa and we were really scared even the night before because it was, you know, definitely tracking our way according to Mm -hmm. all the charts. But, uh, I have, uh, oddly enough, one of my six sideways, uh, MX five cup mechanics is my next door neighbor. My house sits oddly in his, front yard we're pretty close to one another and uh he's a a really great mechanic that is you know well beyond what we even need for the race cars and he just you know he's a really good friend and he comes out to all the races with me and actually works on my number 23 uh iRacing ride play tv mazda during the mx5 cup races and so it was great he was uh it was pretty interesting how quickly you know i would just hold the boards up the window and he would drill them into the you know, boring up the house, he would drill them into the house like it was a race tire. So I was, uh, <laughs> we we got all the houses boarded up really quickly. And, you know, we have a really good neighborhood here. So, um, you know, we, it's very tight knit and everything. So, you know, we were all talking with our neighbors and helping each other out. And that made everything a lot more comfortable. You know, we were in a evacuation from our mayor and everything. But, um, you know, we still felt, obviously, we stayed and we decided to stay. But, um <clears throat> But we all felt a lot more comfortable having all of us together, and uh, that that certainly made it a lot easier. And then, you know, I sort of we jumped in a big. Uh, Magnus, my mechanic, has a you know lifted uh, truck on you know big wheels and everything else. So we went out and surveyed everything. I, I went out and looked at Tampa Bay that was drained because of the mm-hmm. uh, reverse surge effect, storm surge effect. Yeah. So the storm was in the south south of us, and that pressure difference causes the 
Tampa Bay the drain. And obviously, when the storm comes over you, it does the opposite, and that low pressure will will cause uh, a lot of flooding. And I'm about a half mile from from the bay itself, in one of the one of the bigger flood zones. So you know, we were really uh, we were really worried there until about you know we stayed up all night, but we were really worried there until about uh, you know maybe nine or ten o'clock at night there to really see what that that water damage would be. But other than that, we had wind damage, you know, trees down, fences, and um, you know, obviously we power out and we missed a lot of work and, uh, just finances there kind of rough. But, uh, but I think actually our shop in Sebring, uh, took, took the brunt of it, uh, took a bigger brunt of it than, than I would have thought, unfortunately. What sort of damage was there there in the, in Sebring? If you were able to see any pictures, if you had it out there yet or... Uh, I just, I, you know, I've got reports from John Dean, who's, you know, runs Six Side Racing, and you know, they're off yeah. the 27 in Sebring, and, um, you know, I think he prepared pretty well for it. Uh, we, we have a really big shop over there, and just a ton of race cars that we put, uh, we put some in the transport, and then put the transport in the shop, and we also put mm-hmm. a bunch of the race cars in the shop, and, um, I, I think all the race cars made it, which was the main thing, but, uh, you know, maybe some roof, a little roof damage, um. And certainly the power went out, uh, which it is still out in Sebring right now, if you talk to anybody over there. So uh, that's been a really big problem for us because we're trying to get ready for our next race, which is at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, It's actually this coming weekend, and, you know, the guys don't have the power to work on the cars or, you know, work the lifts and things like that. So it's it's a slower process right now. But I I think the last report I heard was they think they're going to, have the cars loaded and, and ready to go. But the other big issue we have is uh, Six Highways Bank is a local bank in Sebring, and the bank has mm-hmm. no power, and all of our racing funds are in that bank. So we're literally, like, working off of, of nothing right now. So that's kind of scary going into this race week coming up that it's kind of weird where we're, we're somewhat funded. You know, obviously um, I'm always in a precarious situation because I'm, I'm – completely on sponsorship money and, you know, don't have any family backing or anything like that. But, you know, all my funding's in that bank and we can't get access to it. We we don't know if we actually can pay for the fuel to get out to the racetrack in California. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, we're all a little stressed out right now about that. And uh, we're trying to look at, at ways to, you know, see if we can get some help on that or ways to get out there. So, uh, but, you know, <laughs> things always seem to work out for us. So we're hopeful. Uh, but we have to leave by Sunday, so hopefully everything's in order and and uh, you know we have enough. You know the banks open up and we have some way to fill up the gas tanks with diesel fuel because it's you know it's thousands and thousands of dollars in, in diesel fuel to get out there. The transport we have three transports heading out there. We have a huge team of you know we'll have nine cars in uh, uh, this upcoming race. It's called uh, the Mazda Global Challenge, so it's an international race. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $110,000 in, in a prize purse, you know, 75000 goes to the winner, 25000 goes to second place, 10000 to third place. So, um, you know, it, it's a big event for us. We'll have the best MX-5 Cup drivers from Japan there, the best drivers from Europe, and, uh, you know, they mimic this series in Australia and, and other countries. So um, we won it last year, and we want to win it again this year because of the prize money. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it, it's really stressful having you know having the meat you know having uh the cars and everything ready to go and just not having the, the financial flexibility to even get out there so uh but we'll see how it gets 
You mentioned the uh, that your shop's there in Sebring. Do you have any, are you going to be at the uh, the NASA event that's going to be held out there in Sebring next month? Um, I don't I don't know. That's all down to John. I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we put a tar in that. Um, mm-hmm. And they might tell me last minute. Hopefully, they'll tell me to jump in the car. I know we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we do some off. You know, we typically we do have you know some club racing stuff that we do. For me, I'm I'm mm-hmm. mostly do the pro racing stuff. But uh, but I know for sure we're doing like the 25 hours of Thunder Hill and things like that. Which we're we we as a team have not done that race before, so we're excited about that. So, but I you know as far as that, so I'm sure we'll have some guys up there. But um, but I'm not sure about the details for it. Yeah, I just found out about that today when I posted a couple of uh, articles from the the Mazda Motorsports. The guy contacted me and said that he'd uh, that they've got the NASA event. And he wanted me to come out and see what the other side of sports car racing is like. So, oh, cool. Kind of are you gonna are they gonna let you drive? Maybe or no. <laughs> <laughs> My father might let me drive the car from West Palm up to Sebring, but I think that's about the most, <laughs> there the you most go. driving I'll be doing. That's funny. There you go. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Definitely, uh, I'm I'm sure we'll stop by there. We'd love to see you if we're there. You know, at least mm-hmm. by. I don't know if we're running anything, but our shop's right by the racetrack, so you know that's yeah. our, what we call home. And we were supposed to do an event tomorrow, but it got canceled because of the hurricane. So you know, just yeah. the, uh, you know, working with clients and things like that. Yeah, I've seen so, there's a a lot of tracks canceling their their little races. They were supposed to have this weekend. They had the they had an event at East Bay. They're supposed to have, and they canceled that. So. They had an event there, so seven Gainesville. They canceled last minute, so storms really wreaking havoc the uh, the end of the season stuff here in Florida. <laughs> yeah, the financial havoc is still it still hurts it. So yeah, it's uh, it makes it makes it a lot harder, you know. And I what what's unfortunate for me is a lot of, some of my sponsorship comes from the team as well, and and you know they're a big supporter of mine, and you know I'm the virtual the reality driver through Mazda and. You know, I get great support from all my partners, but uh, you know, if it if it hurts them, it it affects my racing as well. And um, you know, we're all tied together and all all trying to help each other out. But uh, but yeah, the I, you know, we dodged a gigantic bullet with this storm for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's it still uh, financially is makes it very difficult. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, <clears throat> but we'll work it out. We just need to win mm-hmm. that big race and win that $75,000 at Mazda. There you go. That would be great. So we got a good chance. We won it last finished first, second last year. So, you know, there's no reason uh, no reason why we can't do it again. So. Knowing your love of sports cars, what's your opinion of the current status of people in Europe? Uh, you're breaking up a little bit, Adam, but I think I caught that. It's um, – of the P1s in Europe, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's hopefully everything goes well. It's sad to see a lot of manufacturers leaving. Um, you know, I think I think it's good that they're rescheduling everything, and honestly, I think it's better that they're going to, to, to less races because uh, I think a problem NASCAR has right now is they just do way too many races, and, it, and it's mm-hmm. oversaturating. You know, it's not giving that that – specialness to each race when you when you do it every weekend and I don't know what their issue is with that but it, you know I think you know the WC and all those guys have smartened up on that but it's it's sad to see you know Porsche and Audi and all those those manufacturers leave and um you know I think another big problem with racing right now or has been is there's just too many classes and it makes it harder for it makes it harder for fans to understand what's going on it's kind of like boxing I watched that Conor McGregor fight 
and I typically don't watch too much fighting, but there was fights before, and they're like, oh, there's a cruiserweight, and there's a, I never heard of a cruiserweight, there's like a welterweight, and a featherweight, and I'm like, you know, it's just, it loses its, how special it is, there's too many classes, there's too many races, and things like that, and obviously the costs are exploded, so, um, I really like the P1s, um, you know, I think you're, you're approaching Formula One level there, and I, obviously I'm a big, uh, I've tested Formula cars, and I really love them. They get along well with me. I drive well in them, and, you know, it's it's definitely a passion for me, but I also have a passion for sports cars, and I think the P1s are obviously getting very close to Formula One sort of styles and, and, and unfortunately, budgets, which I think a, a lot of the manufacturers look at and, and have to evaluate, and, and I think they look at it and just say, well, you know, this is costing too much, but, I, you know, I kind of am also in love with, the old school sports cars where you're actually running cars that, that look like road cars, you know, like, so the, the Ford GT40 or, you know, the Ferrari or the Mazdas or, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm okay with, you know, as long as those don't go away, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be happy as long as those don't go away. But, you know, I'd love to see the P1s come back and it's just turmoil right now. I think, um, you know, they're making some right decisions on the schedule, but, uh, you know, I think maybe there has to be more, uh, more technology towards um, towards the electrical engines and things like that that attract the manufacturers. But, you know, obviously they're going to Formula E right now. So, uh, But I think the main thing is the cost. So, you know, if we can figure out ways to bring down the cost and also make it not so hard for the fans to watch where there's, you know, really there should be, in my opinion, just P1 and, and the GT cars and that's it. And call it a day. Mm-hmm. You know, not have different driver classes or anything else, you know, so... Um, but we'll, we'll get through it. I mean, racing's racing's going to be around. I mean, it's it's kind of scary that some of the my generation and younger, some of them don't even own cars. They just Uber everywhere. So I don't yep. know if they're loving cars is maybe what it used to be. But but I think it'll always be around. So not too worried. <clears throat> you mentioned the uh, the NASCAR and the fact that they've got so many races on their schedule. That brings me to the fact that there have been so many announcements the past week about the the changing in drivers in this in this series, especially the fact that Dan Patrick will probably be leaving NASCAR and possibly leaving racing entirely next year. How do you feel about that? Yeah. And how do you think that'll that'll change the uh, the dynamic there in in motorsports? As far as Danica specifically, <clears throat> uh, yeah. As far as Danica, Danica specifically, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. You know, hopefully there's some women that, that are coming up behind her. I, I don't know if you know Sarah Montgomery. She raced with us in the next mm-hmm. up, and she is like, she will destroy most any guy. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. super fast. And, you know, so hopefully she's inspired a lot of girls to come up uh, behind her. But, uh, you know, it's obviously, you know, if you're fast and, and she's very marketable, then, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully it's an easy route for them. But, um you know, there's nobody to replace her right now as far as women in racing in, in NASCAR, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, you know, I've heard rumors that she might go back to Indy or something like that. You know, yeah. who, who knows what she's going to do. But um, but it's always good. I mean, I, you know, part of what the fans love is all the characters, and she was definitely one that uh, some people liked or didn't like, but certainly uh, she had her own fan base that probably brought in a lot of fans that normally wouldn't be in racing. So uh, certainly... And a lot of a lot of sponsors as well, you know, that maybe mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't want to sponsor a, a guy or something like that. So um, certainly is a negative at, on the whole, but 
I, I can't imagine there's not a that she hasn't inspired some girl to come up behind her. And there are girls that, that I've raced with. I know, like Sarah Montgomery, you could put her in a NASCAR mm-hmm. and she would, she would do well. But it's just the opportunities are so hard. And you know, with racing right now, it's just there's so many barriers for entries, particularly for NASCAR, where the the, the cost balloon out of even in the lower series, it's just you can't even get in there for you know just an absorbent amount of money. So it's, it's there's a lot of barriers for entry, but um, there's certainly a lot of talent out there that are women. And Mazda is supporting, you know, is a big supporter of uh, women in racing. And you know, you see, obviously they have the most affordable programs, so you see more of them. But uh, but hopefully some of um, some of the Mazda women that have come through racing or have their eye on NASCAR. I know it's certainly on IndyCar, so. Um, you know, hopefully there's someone to replace her soon. I know that the uh, Mazda Motorsports program has been pretty quiet about their prototype program for next year, with the car currently being tested by the Yoast organization somewhere, either in Europe or wherever they're at now. How do you feel about that <laughs> transition? And do you think we'll see any uh, any of the speed source drivers back in the car in 2018? I know that a lot of them are, are doing other things right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> It's, you know, I hate it for speed source because I like Tremblay and all those, you know, I I didn't get to get in real tight with the prototype guys, but it, you know, they were a good team and um, I don't know, I don't know what the ultimate situation was there, but, you know, it, they had a really good long run with Mazda and, you know, uh, but mm-hmm. as far as uh, the Alts coming on, I think it's, you know, it's one of the best teams ever and um, I think Mazda's in the right place to to make that to finally make that uh, connection with them. And, and I think it's, it means bigger and better stuff for, for us uh, in, in what we're trying to do in racing. And as far as the hush hushness, yeah, you know, they, try, they're pretty coy. Uh, even with me, you know, I try and dig information out of them. They're pretty good at, at keeping it locked tight, but I'm actually pretty good at finding out info too. So um, they're, I can't confirm anything, uh, not officially, but I, there's a driver that you and I both like that, you know, as far as I know, is is basically in. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think we'll see um, at least one of the speed source drivers already flying back and forth between Germany and and America testing uh, with Mazda, and hopefully, hopefully we we keep a couple of the other guys. Uh, you know, yeah. I think. In one way, it's good because um, obviously we're going to have a better team. But I think we're going to be we're going to hopefully keep some Mazda drivers. Obviously, we have the Mazda Rover 24, so that's the mm-hmm. ladder system I'm in. Um, and I think we'll always keep some Mazda drivers in there. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see some European drivers as well that maybe Yost is is uh, more inclined to use. But as long as I think as long as they are more speed concern with speed i think the more concerned that they are with speed and less with marketing then the better it is for me um yep. and you know i'd love to get in a position to have a test and if it just comes down to speed then you know i feel i feel really good about i mean i don't know how they run things but i feel like that's what they're interested in and hopefully they have a big decision in it and hopefully there's that's their main goal is to get the fastest drivers they can and hopefully they want to pull them from mazda's um really really deep um uh, field of talent that that they've developed. So, uh, but I but I'm almost I would say eighty percent. I'm going to call it eighty percent that our favorite speed source driver from Florida will, will is already basically signed up. So. 
Yep. Well, that's good but I'm I'm an unofficial source, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck next week in uh, Mazda Racer at Laguna Seca. Hopefully everything works out at the shop and you're able to, to get all your stuff together and travel out there and, and win yourself $100,000. <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, all we need is fuel. So we might be uh, holding up signs. If you see us holding up signs for money for diesel, then definitely contribute. <laughs> and we're just trying to get out there and, but yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a big event, and um, you know, I always enjoy coming on here. So maybe, uh, maybe when I get back, I'll, I'll uh, come back on and tell you how it went. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and and hopefully everything worked out pretty well for the hurricane for you, and and good luck in the future. You too, Adam. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Once again, that was Glenn McGee, who's now the uh, the the uh, most often repeat driver on the program he took over for the the man who we were just not really name dropping but everybody who knows the person who did the intro let's put it that way will probably have a a good job next season be sure to check out past episodes of thursday night thunder as well as the other shows on the speedway digest radio network at speedway digest radio network.com you can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in the search bar. I also invite you to read all the articles covering aspects of motorsports at SpeedwayDigest.com. past few days, I've been putting out at least 10 articles per day for uh, Speedway Digest in their racing news section. Well, that's because the uh, post-storm thing has me looking for something to do. So there will be at least another 10 going out tomorrow probably another 10 going out on Saturday. So be sure to check that out in the racing news section of speedwaydigest.com. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at Palm Beach Happening, which we found by visiting palmbeach.happeningmag.com. We're going to be transitioning very soon into our Halloween coverage. We've been doing way too much Hurricane Irma for the past week. So we're hoping to transition a little bit more into Halloween over the next few days. Be sure to check that out at palmbeach.happeningmag.com. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again next week in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing with up-and-coming racer Tyler Dipple. Hopefully, he is slated to be on the program. We haven't had it confirmed but we have our fingers crossed. Have a nice week, and we'll talk to you again later. Okay.